Hey, it's a midweek edition of Action Sports Jack's Pile On Podcast with Brent Morton, Dan Hicken, CBS 47 and Fox 30. And let's talk Jags because everybody's talking Jags. Everywhere I go now, Dan, I see a lot more Jags hats. Merchandise is being sold, I think, in the streets of uh, Jacksonville. We are called the River City. I think it's a city of smiles lately. It's been a fun week. And everybody's invited. Enjoy the ride, gang. I, I, you know, I sometimes I get bothered when people say, you know, oh, look at all these new fans showing up. Let them in. Let them in, baby. We need them. That's Let them in. Let's have fun. Let those people in. You've enjoyed. You've been through the hard times. You're a great super fan. If you've been going for all these years, that's awesome. If you're just coming around, that's awesome, too. It's just fun. Enjoy the season. I keep saying, if you go back to August and we said, you're going to win nine of your first 13, everybody would have said, yeah, sure. And it's going to snow in Miami. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's been incredible. Just don't say it's going to snow in Florida because it did. Yeah. <laughs> Last yeah, it week. Uh, it's been so much fun. And I'm, I'm so happy for the fans to finally get this. Um, and Sunday they'll clinch a spot in the playoffs hopefully yeah, yeah hopefully that's it it's winning you're in I mean that's really this there's two things that are hard to uh, come to grips with the fact that they can clinch a playoff spot before Christmas day I mean forget about being in the playoffs they can clinch it right uh that early and then secondly uh I was talking about this today a little bit this team might be good enough to make a run toward Minneapolis that's a weird thing to say hey now hey they might be good enough to do that, except I don't think any of us can even get there because you don't usually turn it around like that. Carolina's an unusual example where they went 7-8-1. and one, Yeah. But they already had a quarterback that people thought could be a superstar, and then they won 15 games, they went to the Super Bowl and lost. That's really the only team I can think of that's doing something like this. But the reason I say could you argue they could make a run, well, they lead the league in rushing. They have one of the fewest sack totals on offense in the league. They have the best defense in the league. They have superstars in these different pockets of their football team. And they now have a quarterback that looks like he might be turning a corner and playing well. So people on the outside of Jacksonville or aren't scarred could say, this team could contend and compete with New England and, and Pittsburgh and all these different teams. Well, before we get to Bortles, and we'll talk about him in a minute, I saw something yesterday, and I talked about this last night. It's this defense would have to be historically good for them to do that, yeah. but they are. They and be. right now, they're doing something that the 85 Bears, who we all consider the greatest defense of all time, and if not the 2,000 Ravens, uh, ha- couldn't do. They're number one in scoring defense, they're number one in sacks, and they're number one in takeaways. That hasn't happened since 1970. So that's historical. Now, there's still three games to go, but they're in a good position to win all those you know, all those battles. If that's the case, who wants to play them in January? And if the offense can just not turn it over, and what we've seen the last two weeks is an improvement, you're, I agree with you. I find, you know, we have to get past the fact that they're the Jaguars and they're playing the Steelers or the Patriots. You got to get past the logos yeah. and just realize that your team might be better. Yeah, that, they and, might be better, and that's the point. It's really and usually when you turn things around, you're like, okay, you make the playoffs one year, then the next year maybe you push toward the AFC Championship, right, and then right, it's year right. three of it, then you get there. Well, that might not be the case in, in this the way the NFL has gone. But listen, I, I'm 
I'm not sitting here talking about February, but I just think it's interesting the mindset we're in when it comes to this football team and uh, the fact that they can clinch. And, and I think we might be looking at Christmas Eve as a, a time they could clinch the division, depending on what Tennessee does, because it looks like they're faltering a little bit right now. So um, it's fun, man. It, it's, it's not a lot of weaknesses on this team. Special teams was a weakness at times earlier in the year. Right. It's not. Lambeau's been fantastic. This kid, Jadon Mickens. Right. Jadon Mickens, to me, is the story that special, te- special seasons are all about. Yeah. When, when you have a guy like Jadon Mickens who becomes like a star on your team and nobody had ever heard of him, if you think about like the Gators championship run, there's, right. the, there's those guys, yeah. right? There's always somebody like that that like, man, who was this guy? And he almost becomes like a fan favorite. Jadon Mickens seems like he might be that guy so far this year. He's been really good. Well, he wasn't even on the team at the beginning of the year, right? He no. was cut by the Raiders in early September and the Jags picked him up and – you know, it just seems like every move they've made this year has worked out, and it's been terrific. Another thing, knock on wood, uh, you know, injury-free on the defense. I mean, just keeping those guys out there each week means yeah, a lot. Yeah, they go 13 deep on defense. Especially when you look at the team they're playing Sunday, Houston, and go look at their injured reserve Oof. list. It's brutal. So that's been a big benefit. The bottom line is it's a young defense. It's here to stay. Uh, the window is open, and they got a quarterback who is, we've said probably four or five times, that was the best game he's ever played this year, which is a huge positive. And he's got 16 touchdowns and only eight interceptions. And But more importantly, if you go back and look at the Seattle game, Brent, the way he threw the football, they weren't. They weren't ducks. They weren't wobbles. There were nice, pretty spirals coming off his hand. Look at so, the ball to Keelan Cole. It's a beautiful yeah, pass. Yeah, give him a, give him a lot of credit, man. He's I think he's put a lot of work in. I think he's grown up. Um, everybody counted him for dead, and I think we all agree now that behind the walls there will at least be conversation when this season does come to an end. Where it comes to an end, we don't know about. What about next year and Blake? Yeah, this will be another notch in his belt buckle on Sunday, potentially. He has not played well against Houston. I, don't, yeah. I know they're hurting with a lot of guys. Yeah. But Clowney's still a big-time player. Their secondary is pretty good. Their defense can keep them in games. So keep an eye on that. He has not played well against Houston. In fact, this team hasn't. They've lost six out of their last seven, six in a row until that first game this year. Um, Bortles, by the way, told me today, because I was asking about his weight. I think he looks slimmer this time of year, right? He and definitely so, does. And so, I mean, because he can play sometimes up around 242, 244. He's a big guy. Yeah. But he looks – last year I thought he was in pretty good shape this time of year too. It's not like I was – for his, his rookie year, mm-hmm. he looked a little – Softer. A little softer. Doughy. But remember he was coming off a big – that's that, that transition year sure. is a long year for those sure. guys. But anyway, bottom line is I asked him if he's down. Well, he said he threw up all night after that Seattle game, had the flu. Oh, and so he was saying he's down 10 pounds. He lost 10 pounds Jeez. Sunday into Monday. So he probably played part of that game with the flu. I don't know how bad he felt during the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, but the, the answer to the question is he's really around 333, 334 uh, this time of year. So he's in the best shape he's ever been. 233, you mean? Uh, what did I say, three? Yeah, <laughs> put him a little heavy. So three thir- He's playing offensive tackle on Sunday. <laughs> uh, sorry, 233, 234. Okay. So he's really down about six, seven, eight pounds Compared to this time last year, right. he's in fantastic shape, taking care of his body, 
all that stuff and uh, looks to continue to grow. Here's the one thing I have a question about. You, you tell me if I'm wrong. I See, I think he's elevating the play of his receiver, his younger guys now. I think he's becoming that guy. That's what quarterbacks do. Mm-hmm. And in the last few weeks in this young receiving core, I think he's doing a good job of that. I, he, told some, he told Leonard Fournette in the huddle before that third down play, he said something sarcastic to him or got him fired up. That kind of led to that run. Like, you know, I feel like he's lifting guys. Uh, but the one thing I'm not sure I buy so much is all this talk in the last couple of weeks of, remember, it's the first year in the system. It's the first year in the system. I understand he's had a few different coordinators, but he has been with Hackett since last season around Kansas City time was when Hackett took over for Greg Olson. That was like the eighth game of the year. So I kind of wonder from his standpoint, is it really the first year of the system for him? How much did they change it right. from last year to in the offseason? I'm sure they did. They kind of remodeled it. Right. But um, all of a sudden, that's become a heavy topic inside there. He said it. Hackett has said it. And I'm not being critical of him. Sure. Maybe it is. And I understand these younger guys are now in the, for the first year, so they're coming along. But uh, I just think all the stuff that we're talking about, the fundamentals, the confidence, yeah. the, the, the experience, I think that's playing a bigger role than, than this first year in the system stuff. I but would, maybe I'm wrong. No, I – well – if you're wrong, I'm wrong too, because I would agree. He did say something interesting today when he told us, you know, I think it's a lot of this is because we're winning. So people aren't nitpicking as much as kind of what I, kind of the feeling I got from him. But I will say this, if I do nitpick about Blake, a couple things. One, his body language is a lot better than it used to be. Way better. A lot better. Used to be, and people watch the quarterback every step they make. And I think he realizes that now. He's not the leader, but he's more of a leader. Mm-hmm. He'll talk. He'll um, he'll he'll be more demonstrative uh, when he throws a pick. Remember, I used to arch his head back, yeah. throw his arms, walk <laughs> off to the sideline, take his helmet off, put his hat on, you know, kind of sulk. He does it. So he's. He's much better that way, I think, now um, than he used to be. And I think that's part of the growing up process. And listen, um, if he can become a real leader, he might get a C on his jersey. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I think he's the respect in that locker room for him all of a sudden. And, is, and, is and really he earned good. it. It wasn't there in August. No, 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 no. People no. have to understand that. No. Those players will tell you, oh, yeah, he's always been our no. guy. You're lying. No. We, you guys are lying. No, that's he true. Wasn't, oh, he wasn't your guy. No. Yeah, and we Heck, can, the coach I can is, pull up the social media if you want to prove a few points, but I won't. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't the coach's guy. Correct. Necessarily. Not just the coach, Doug right. Malone. I'm saying the coach has made a decision to say it's an open competition with Chad right. Henney because we don't like what you're doing. Right. So again, yeah, he's earned that, man. He is to come through on the other side of this does show one thing which we always thought. He is pretty mentally tough. That's the last thing the other guy didn't have. It didn't fit. Blaine Gabbert didn't have that. Yeah. That he could come through it. I mean, if if at the end of and the day, and he shows up every Sunday, Brent Bortles he's comes there. through this. Yeah. Woof! I mean, that would be something because it's not easy when you get criticized the way he's been criticized, and everybody said you're done. Now and, look, a and poor teammates a, say you're done. I'll pour a little water on it by telling you this: um, go back and look at the close games, and he wasn't at his best towards the end. Nope. Jets, Chargers, Cardinals, two picks against the Chargers at the end. The one to uh, the Absolutely. Honey Badger against Arizona. I think that's still a hurdle. 15 to 35 against the Jets. So, and and guess what we're going to play in January? Close games. Yeah. So, and and 
and it doesn't. It's only going to end well for one team. Everybody else, it doesn't end well. So what you're going to have to ultimately ask yourself is, and what Tom and Dave and Doug will sit in a room and ask themselves is, can we win a Super Bowl with this kid as our quarterback? Yeah. That's the question they're going to have to answer. Let me show you some small evidence, though, that he is making. It might not be in the fashion people think, come Mm -hmm. back, win, down three. Right. But the throw on third and three the other day to D.D. Westbrook that kept the chains moving for another three minutes is a big-time play. Fair enough. The play 10-10 to make that throw to Keelan Cole. Right. In a moment where everything was going wrong, right? That's a big time play in the second half. Now I know it's not a comeback victory sure, necessarily, sure. But that's and I will say this too: that Arizona game, he made the big play, he made the big hurtful play down the stretch mm-hmm. with the interception. But he was the only reason it was tied 24-24 with his, with his legs, legs because of what he did. So I think there's some small evidence. Again, you really got to pick at it, and I still continue to think that's the one knock against him. Can he come back down? Well, look, overall, late? you couldn't be any prouder for that. Well, it's happier. not the one knock against him, but yeah, lately yeah, yeah. it's the one knock You couldn't be him. any happier for the kid. I mean, like you said, he's been through so much. And different coaches and, you know, different coordinators. He wasn't ready when they threw him in there, but he looked ready. So they – and they didn't want to, but they ended up doing – I mean, you can go back. And there's a million different – different. how many different coordinators has he had, et cetera, et cetera. So everything he's been through, good for him. Uh, good luck in the postseason. Let's go win a couple. And by the way, since we last talked, New England lost, and so maybe, just maybe, uh, as as much as a number two seed is available, that would be unbelievable. Uh, one last thing about this: it's kind of going goes with uh, Blake, but the patience of this organization to show, yeah, uh, in a lot of different ways. Yeah, one shot con uh, from four years of Gus Bradley, five years of Dave Caldwell, where a yeah. lot of people thought he'd be out, but now you're starting to see it. Uh, Keelan Cole, I think, is a great example. Yeah, I was I ready to run him out of here. Well, I, I said at the About end of camp he had a games. great camp, but yeah. don't work. camp's a different story than the regular season. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people, a lot of teams would say after maybe the Arizona game or maybe an earlier game, right. like, all right, let's get somebody else in here right. try it out. Right. They did not do it. You know, and, and then you can look at the bad side of being patient. Jason Myers was here probably longer than he should have been here. Yeah, but so, they hit it with Lambo. But they hit it with Lambo. So it works both ways. But really, if you look at, if you go down the roster and you say, wow, they're patient here, they're patient here, they're patient here, it's really paid off for them to be patient. And really, that's why I think Blake has a chance still, because very few guys who have played the way he has played get 60 plus starts. The, the rug would have been pulled earlier by almost anybody. By so many yeah. teams. Yeah. And. They're giving this guy a chance to turn it around. It looks it's trending that way, but a lot still to be written. Like Doug Marone said, the book's not over yet. And I'm curious. Uh, my final thought on Blake is this: I'm curious of there's something, something happened to turn this around, you know. And you know, was it just going to California and working out the fundamentals? Was it Hackett? Was it Marone? Was it Coughlin? Who got to him? Yeah. And was it getting benched? Was it Blake? You know, was it something inside Blake? Was it the fear of not getting to play anymore? Yeah, yeah. What was it? So it could be Chad Henney. <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious. And I, I really, I've asked him in a couple ways. And I haven't gotten an answer yet, but I'm very curious. And I'd like to find out what he thinks it was. Yeah, I think in offseason, it will be a question that yeah. he'll be able to answer better. Yeah. I think he's just in the grind. He's going to. Those guys stay in such a yeah. bubble, you know? Yeah. And that's part of the reason he's been able to come out of this a little bit because he stays in that bubble. So, uh, But you're right. Um, believe me, he's heard all the noise. Oh, he I knows know it pe- all. I know people close to him. He knows. He's Brent, heard it all. He doesn't he handle it He well. told 
was it Barstool when they asked him, "Hey, you signed that yeah. you know, nineteen million dollars next year?" He goes, "I'll never see that." I'll never money. see it. <laughs> well, you might. Now we might. He said that. Yes. We didn't say that. We did say that after that. Like he ain't getting that money. <laughs> but he he said that. So um, I don't know, man. But there's a there's and again. It could all go bad on Sunday. You just don't know. I mean, yeah. but they got to keep doing it. He's got to keep doing it. Yes. The defense could slip up and be like, well, the defense still good. The defense did slip up last Sunday. Yeah. But, but you know how good they are. Yes. Uh, Blake still has to be consistent. Yes. And, and pretty good. And uh, hopefully he gets a chance to put another one together on Sunday. We'll see. Remember, that game's on Fox 30, by the way. One o'clock. Oh, game. yeah. Switched. Uh, so, anyway, happy holidays, everybody. That's your Jags. We are talking midweek Jags because the Jags fever is here in Jacksonville. It's fun. Like I said, if you're if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, enjoy the ride. Just enjoy enjoy every game. If they win Sunday 7 and 1 at home this year, right? Lost to Tennessee. That was it. Rams. Rams. So 6, six and, two. and 2. 6 and 2 at home. Yeah, including pretty, London, obviously. Pretty good campaign. Yeah, that's and that's what you got. You got to win in the division and they would be potentially they can get the 5 and 1 in their division. Uh, at the worst, four and two if they win. Right. And then six and two at home. You do those two things, you go to the playoffs. And that's exactly what this team has a chance to wrap up this week. Hopefully, we see a ton of people at Everbank. I, I, that was fun Sunday, man. That was awesome. I hope we get it again. Uh, I don't know, but I hope we do. Uh, it would be fun to see this team clinch in front of a big crowd. Hey, for Dan Hicken, I'm Brett Martin. No Action Sports Jacks Pile On Podcast. We'll uh, talk to you again on Sunday night.